Does it? It sounds good. Uh, it looks good. All um, right. I'm just looking Hell at yeah. the audio. <laughs> yeah, it looks. Is the uh, audio part a big part of the beginning of the podcast? Like the checking the levels? Yeah. No. Is that does that go in the beginning? No, we don't show anyone anything. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't think uh, a check has ever made it into a, a final episode. No. Yeah, there's never been a really funny one. Well, yeah. There's n- we actually have never had a funny sound check. No, we Oh, haven't. shit. Well, maybe we, we have. One time I fell over and I farted really loud. <laughs> but I don't... That's not funny, though, is it? No, no, no. It's pretty tragic, that's actually. That's tragic. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't see what's funny about me falling over and farting really loud into the microphone. Yeah, yeah. So to answer your question, no. Nothing funny's ever happened. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. And then somebody was playing a trumpet at the same time, and it went wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't that's, see, that's not funny. It's well, art. Well, I don't see the comedy of it. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, um, it's like a clown juggling, you know? There's nothing funny about this shit. No, that's not funny to me, but um, yeah. but it is interesting. You know what's funny to me? Being nice. That's mm-hmm. what I think is funny. Yeah. Just kindness. Yeah. And that's punk also. Kindness is punk. It's so hard to find in these days. Yeah, especially in the punk scene. Yeah. yeah. Everyone well, in the punk scene's like mean. Yeah, that's why like if you want to be punk in the punk scene, you, you're really nice and yeah. you wear bright colors. Right. And, um, and you don't go to any shows. You don't go to shows. <laughs> um, you work, yeah, you work a nine to five. You really yeah, listen yeah, to more jazz yeah. than anything. Right. But you're just, you're, you don't really get punk is what you say. You say, I don't get the punk stuff. It's too loud. Yeah, yeah. You, that's how you're <laughs> counterculture within the counterculture. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But all your friends are still like scene kids. Like they're still in the scene. Yeah, you're yeah. still punk. Yeah, you're still punk. You still consider yourself punk. And they're yeah. not even really your friends. No, no. They're just some guys you grew up with. Yeah, yeah. But like they don't consider you a friend. No, they kind of make fun of you when you're not around. Yeah. But for some reason, you're still in there. They're really adamant that you're not punk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even though they don't understand that they're actually, they're the squares. They're, they're the squares. Sheep. Yeah. Yeah. They're the mm-hmm. sheeple. Uh-huh. Should we do a formal introduction? Sure. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Shane Bianchi of the Dagnabbit Boys no, no, podcast. No, 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 you don't start it. You don't get to plug your podcast before we get to say what podcast. <laughs> and I have an so. open mic later tonight at 530 at the clubhouse. We're, we're bleeding all of this. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Welcome to Perfect Politics. This week, we got Shane Bianchi, first in-studio guest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, from the Dagnabbit Boys. From I the Dagnabbit Boys, a very exciting which, podcast. Which may or may not have released its first episode by now. We're not sure yet. You guys have a lot of buzz around you, a lot of industry buzz around this podcast. A lot of people have been talking about me and Copper. Copper? My co-host, Copper Lydon. Copper Lydon. Copper Lydon. Good yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, he's very good. A lot of people referred to him as Bug Money. Yeah. He, he kind of was trying to make the Bug Money thing as his name take off. Well, how so? Like, Well, on, he was just like, call me. He was, he, was, he was saying, like, call me Bug Money. And he, he grabbed my phone. He changed the contact name from Copper to Bug Money. Okay. Uh, kind of an evil man. We, we name dropped Cooper um, last week as a guy who's a part of the Netflix festival. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So he's in canon of Perfect Politics. Our listeners know about Copper. Ooh, hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you guys like Perfect Politics, you might like Dad Nabbit Boys. We don't. We kind of go into politics sometimes. Yeah. You, what's the theme? Is it just you guys talking, or yeah, it's just talking, being outlaws. Okay. Yeah, yeah, outlaw, it's outlaw podcasting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You Which, guys do your podcasts at sea <laughs> on international maritime <laughs> that's a, borders. That's a, that'd be a pirate. Ca- that'd yeah, be a yeah. pirate podcast. Oh, that's pirate radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's this is different. This yeah. is out on the range. Yeah, yeah. Where there's there's cows outside and yeah. shit. So you guys splitting a bean. 
I can't. <laughs> one bean. Yeah, we're eating beans and farting, and no one's laughing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> cool. to, is it is it fine if I do this with my chair? Because does it show up? What do you mean, like on video? Yeah, yeah, it'll show up. All right, yeah. hell yeah! Everything you do is going to be recorded. Everything's being recorded. That's right. Both audio, video, and smell. I have a oh, little, shit. I have a little box in the corner where I record everyone's smell. <laughs> yeah, it smells really good in here. Yeah, it does. Well, it smells like three Dr. Peppers. We yeah. wanted to make you feel comfortable, so not only did we give you a Dr. Pepper, but we're going to drink one too. Yeah, but Milan hasn't even opened his Dr. Pepper. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to drink mine. This is for show, but <laughs> I, don't, I just don't feel like drinking soda right now. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. But does that, I mean, doesn't it still make you feel comfortable that I have a can that, um, that I might drink later? <laughs> I like Dr. Pepper. I don't know if that This is matters. my first Dr. Pepper in years. Mm. Really? Yeah, I'm a Coca-Cola Just for me? Man. Yeah. Just for me to come on and talk about fas- the rise of fascism in America? Yeah, th- that is why we brought you on. You went to a, a political event. I did. I got a free, I got, I didn't spend, give any of these hucksters any money. I got it free. So I am morally sound here. Yeah. And you know, I think it would be okay if you spent money to go to this thing. You're, you're in the category of journalism. Oh, you, you went to this thing to, to find out, you know, to get to the bottom of what the, the uh, underbelly of yeah, what you, the losers are doing. Fascism you, in America. Did you wear a press badge that we gave you? We, I forgot to wear the press badge. We gave you a little lanyard that said perfect <laughs> politics on it. Yeah. And, and you're it, supposed to tell people you're here from the press. Yeah, and it says on the on the on the front of it, I hate fascism and love Indian people. Yeah. And they would have hated that. <laughs> yeah, so talk, talk to, talk to what was the name of this event? You went to a, a right wing debate. It was a right wing debate. Uh, the debate was versus monarchy versus democracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Already and, sounds dumb as shit. Well, you talked to me a little bit about it, that monarchy is really just a code word for dictatorship. Basically, yeah. I mean, the thing that the guy was describing uh, was essentially just like a Steve Jobs Hitler type. He was like, we need like a Silicon Valley CEO to run the country and put it back on track. Like Trump. Basically, that's kind of what they're, who they're talking about. Um, was Trump mentioned during this debate? I assume everyone in this room is voting for Trump. Uh, I would assume a lot of them aren't voting at all. Okay. Uh, but I think if I had to guess, probably about, probably more people are voting for Trump than they're voting for anybody else. Sure. Uh, but I don't believe Trump was brought up. Interesting. Why why wouldn't they vote for Trump? Just because they don't, probably don't vote. Oh, okay. You don't think very highly of this room of people. How many people were there? It was packed out. It was this like Glendale, it was this like theater in Glendale. It was very, um, it was not that big. It was like a, it was like one of those round things, like the round where all the, they were in the middle. A a panopticon. Is that what that is? No, I think that's like a prison where like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It was like. I felt like it. It was like the vicious circle when Dane Cook Dane did Cook. a special in a circle. Yeah, it was a lot like Dane Cook, except Dane Cook is like talented and like sure. has great stage presence. Right. That was the main problem with all these people on stage. They had zero stage presence. That was your biggest issue. Well, yeah, I'm just like if you're gonna be a <laughs> no fascist, stage presence. Yeah, if you're gonna be a fascist, I mean, you know, reach to the reach to your hero, dude. If Hitler's your hero, then yeah, yeah where's the charisma? charisma? Yeah. Where's the where's the, where's the pizzazz? You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. where's the funny? Mustache. All right. Um, so, what are we talking about? Five hundred people. Probably two hundred. Two hundred people. Yeah, wow. about that. Yeah. Oh, uh, mostly dudes. No. 
Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Well, it's a big, like, the person that was doing the uh, moderating was the girl, one of the girls from Red Scare. So it was about, it was about like 45% women, I would say. So Red Scare is like a, it's like a left-wing podcast or something? No, nah, it's a right-wing podcast now. Oh, okay. Uh, it used to be left-wing, but then they, they, they were like, well, we're actually right-wing. Okay. Did they like turn heel? Did they did they find their audience? I, th- I think that they always were kind of like that. Interesting. I'm not. I've never really listened to an episode of Red Scare. I don't really know much about it, so I'm not going to go into it. Um, but it was definitely the sort of people you would imagine listening to Red Scare were all in the audience. Okay. So just the worst, ab- biggest, abject loser people who want to be cool but have no actual values. So they just gravitate onto whatever they think will make them cool. So. Uh, a group of people should be napalmed. <laughs> so, like, uh, it, that's a completely different group than people that would be into Antifa. It's almost the opposite group. I would, I would say, or is it similar? It's, kind it's of, a, it's kind of similar in that a lot of Antifa is probably uh, the left wing equivalent. This is the right wing, you know, but a, right, fr- a fringe group. Yeah, such a fringe group that you look at these people and you're like, they're not even going to make it to the voting polls to. Oh, of course not. Our I mean, it's basically just a fringe art group. Uh, yeah. Just so happens to be pushing the right wing agenda. Yeah. Uh, because they're funded by like Peter Thiel and shit. Um, Who's Peter Thiel? He's like a he's like a billionaire like guy from S- Silicon Valley who I guess gives money to uh, like right wing art scenes. He gives money all all over the place. Uh, but. What was I talking about? I think we were just asking like what the demographic and the size oh, the demographic. of the of the audience about was. About 200 people, 45% women, 55% men. All white? Yes. Okay. Some Asians, maybe like two. Okay. There was but all white. Yes. You, I mean, you're you're in East Los Angeles right now. You're in a part of the country where, you know, s- some Hispanic people will have a Blue Lives Matter sticker on their car. Oh, yeah. But none of those people are at an event like this. this Absolutely is, not. This is hipster conservatives. This is trust fund conservatives. Okay. Oh, okay. So you think there's a lot of rich kids basically. Oh, I mean, of course. That's that's who falls for this sort of shit. Oh, okay. People that have never actually had to deal with like conservatives and so all they've had to deal with are liberals so they they go contrary to that oh okay i see what you mean you're like a contra you're you're surrounded by hipster liberals and you get mad at them and what they represent so you go the other way but you don't actually they've never actually lived in like parts of the country that are conservative or like yeah my my friend used to always talk about uh because we're from tennessee he would say that some people that were like uh, performatively liberal in Tennessee, he'd say that they had liberal uh, liberal ant syndrome, like the ant that comes to Thanksgiving and argues with everybody, but isn't actually mm-hmm. making a difference. So this like uh, political ideology is reactionary. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Gotcha. I mean they they want to tear stuff down and just replace it with a dictator. Because they think that that will get make everything better. Going back to tradition, they believe the little post the postcard vision of the past. Gotcha. So it it kind of falls in line with the "Make America Great Again." Oh yeah. Which it's like what that really is talking about is reverting to white supremacy. Oh yeah. So it is cr- even further into right white supremacy. Right. Okay. I'm getting a grasp of what 
what what went down at this debate oh yeah i'm still confused i don't know much about this stuff the last time that i was like even learning about this stuff was like when jordan peterson was big and that might have been like five years ago this is probably farther to the right than jordan peterson oh yeah but i mean that's just like that's as far as i like i had a friend who was into that stuff so i like started he would be like watch this video and i'd be like okay well i like you and you're my friend so i'll i'll hear you out but that was like five years ago i've been after that i have had no interest in this stuff yeah Mm -hmm. so this is like all the stuff that's been happening almost since then yeah right well i didn't even really know about it until uh my new roommate moved in and i guess he works with a lot of these people okay despite claiming to hate it he filmed this he filmed it yes that was your he makes a lot of money off of this (laughs) basically probably no money (laughs) okay he probably makes well that's worse like a (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars probably probably more than that but i'm trying to scrap it together shane i can yeah. make this work it's yeah. like there's there's other ways to make money man. yeah you don't have to like <laughs> you live in uh, los angeles <laughs> yeah and you can film and edit <laughs> no, I, I think there's a cash cow waiting at the end of this thing yeah but there could be these people these kids are rich right yeah. so they could maybe yeah there's a cash cow but a, they'll end up putting it in a gas chamber <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna build their own yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they're kickstarting one so what like what kind of a question was uh, asked to these two debaters? Uh, I, it was basically, I, I stayed for 30 minutes, so this is... Okay. <laughs> I stayed for 30 minutes. This is like as long as you could hang That's out. as long as I could take. How, how, did, how did it smell? Uh, did it smell okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, okay? It's okay. fine, you know? Sure. Like, it didn't smell as bad as you would figure it would smell. Yeah. I'm thinking Comic-Con level I was going to say, yeah. it's got to smell better than anime, but yeah. maybe worse than a, a well, liberal I these, convention. I think that these people have some basic, like, they have basic hygiene and basic social skills. Just at the end of the day, they're stupid as shit and have no ideology and just will just go towards whatever they think will make them edgy and cool. What's, got, yeah. what's the... Uh, What's the autism level? You know what I mean? Like Hi. When, when you, cause when you go to like things like Comic-Con, it's, it does attract uh, a certain, like it does attract neurodivergent people. Sure. Right. So there's yeah. a level of autism to this too, right? Oh, well it's the homework <clears throat> convention. Homework. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, mean? it's like, these are all people that like are from academia. They're oh, like okay. college kids. Okay. Right. So they're the types of people that are going to go watch a debate. Oh, so they're young? Cause like, I, they're young. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, you don't, you don't, you kind of get past that in your mid to late twenties. You don't want to, you don't care about that stuff anymore. I would say so. the majority of people probably under like 28. Yeah. That makes sense. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So very post college. Yeah. Uh, re- rebellion against like the modern political consensus. But it's what, what I also think is weird about these people. It's also kind of a rebellion against themselves where they 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 like this idea of tradition but then they're also just like they're also just doing coke every weekend and fucking people off tinder without a condom and it's like what are you against you (laughs) are you against you they're they're kind of part of the culture that they hate basically yeah Yeah. they're like this wouldn't happen if if the world was better it's like then just don't do it well also they live in los angeles like one of the most liberal uh, on paper one of the most liberal places too you don't have to live here you know Oh, yeah. Well, those people want to live, you know? I get, I get though, I get living in a city like L.A. or New York and just wanting to stay there because it's like, what, are you going to move to fucking some place that sucks ass? Oh, that's what I mean, though. Like, yeah. they want to exist in the cool place, but they want to be counter to the culture. Right oh, here. yeah. Yeah. 
But they also have a big problem with like the the atomization, I guess, with people. That's the word they use of how we there's no sense of community uh-huh. amongst people. Uh huh. Yeah. While sure. also just being like, I hate all of my friends. Yeah, this is almost a sense of community for them. Oh yeah. They get to go there and talk about how much they they hate the modern world and other people and themselves right. with other people. And there's there's nothing that they could say that would be too far. You know what I mean? Like uh, their version of too far, like their version of like transgression is just saying slurs. Really, they don't really they don't actually transgress. Do you hear some slurs at the convention? Of course, of course. Uh, no, no in bombs as far as I could tell. Okay, right. But some f bombs and some r bombs. Okay. Uh, they were dropping them pretty hard. Uh huh. I also want to point out uh, one of the guys, the guy that was debating on the side of uh, democracy, under a pen name, used to write for white supremacist websites. Gotcha. Okay. And they're like, I'm going to pay money to watch this guy debate. And then the other guy was a 50 year old man who was wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. And he was the pro-monarchy guy? Yeah, he was the—that guy was flirting with Hitler a lot, even though he's a Jewish guy. Okay. Interesting. He was like, he didn't mention Hitler, but there was definitely some weird flirtation with it that's, like, kind of weird. Did these guys, are these the people that, like, uh, you know, like Ben Shapiro— do they like that kind of stuff? I don't. I don't think so. This is. This, this is. I don't even understand what this they, is. They like, consider themselves like, like the dissidents of the right wing party. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Ben Shapiro is even too mainstream for these people. Oh yeah. Oh gotcha, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. They consider themselves very edgy and and uh, out there. Mm-hmm. But I've seen it's. I mean, it's basically an art scene, essentially. It's but an seen, art scene. Okay. I've seen and read some of the stuff that comes from. There, it's really bad. What do, I, what do they make art wise? Like uh, movies. I think a lot of them are. Uh, they mostly do like readings in New York. I mean the the area uh, that I guess is like the the f- big part of it is a area a neighbor a fake neighborhood in New York called Dime Square, <laughs> and it's named after this like salad restaurant. Uh huh. And, and it's fake because, like, the it, people who live there just call it Dime Square? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's not a real neighborhood. <laughs> it's not like but it's not like, like a historic neighborhood in, in uh, New York where they're like, yeah, my fucking... My, yeah, my, my great-grandmother got here, got here in 1917 and set up in Dime Square where oh. she did racist poetry readings. <laughs> yeah. So, so mostly, like, readings, uh, mostly writing. That's the, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the art. They're not, like, painting... Like right wing stuff, or I don't like, believe so, and maybe not even comedy. Do they do stand up? Because stand up is already you can find the conservative stuff pretty easily. There's you know? people on Twitter that are vaguely involved in that world that do stand up. I guess yeah. Uh, there's a weird thing with that area too, where they'll be like, like Nick Mullen, I guess, kind of is friends with a lot of those people, but yeah. I don't think you you could consider him part of it. Yeah, that makes sense though. That kind of tracks for me a little bit. Yeah. Um, they maybe Sam Hyde. They like Sam Hyde comedy. They do wise. really like Sam Hyde, okay. but I wouldn't consider Sam Hyde a part of that. Gotcha. Sam Hyde's actually too talented to be even okay. associated with these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Um, I'm just trying to pinpoint who these people are, I guess. But I, I uh, they're they're people who have industry parents. Oh, okay. yeah, a lot of them. Wow. Uh, there's this one guy who I think is a member of that scene. I watched a movie of his today. It was funded by his parents who are producers. Okay. And it's, his sister is one of the stars in it. 
It's a really bad movie. It's called <laughs> Assholes. Okay. And it's like you watching it, you can tell that it was made by a bunch of rich kids who have no perspective or point of view other than that they don't like the people around them. Mm-hmm. And they think it's maybe society's fault. And it's like, you are the people around you, motherfucker. Yeah. What happens in the movie? Is there a plot? There's kind of a plot. Uh, so this girl's sober, and then she gets... Uh, she's sober, and she gets herpes from smoking a bong that her brother used. And then she gives the herpes to her brother's r- roommate. Okay. And then uh, by fucking him. And then they start a relationship, and their herpes gets better, or gets worse. And then he's really into assholes, and <laughs> that's a huge turn. Yeah, for, that's a that's a big turn. Yeah, and he starts licking. They're like licking and eating each other's assholes, and then a fucking demon comes out of her asshole, and then like there's a like the demon wants to kill her brother or something like the demon kills her brother with a tumor from a cell phone. I know this isn't a story they, about incest, but there's a lot of incest, uh, skirting the line though. Because oh, you're yeah. the brother and you cast your sister. There's gotta be a lot of filming of assholes in this. Uh, kind of, it's like weirdly toothless for how much obscenities in it. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was going to say the, the plot kind of sounds okay. Uh, to me, it sounds interesting <laughs> enough, uh, but it's, it's like, it should, it should be better than it is. It doesn't sound political to me, but I'm guessing it's also, it's vaguely political. They're just more of a part of it, but there is, you can definitely tell like the right wing aspects of it when yeah. watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a weird thing that actually kind of made me want to punch one of the fucking, uh, anyone involved in it. Uh, there's a like Eric Andre type thing where they're like just messing with people on the street. Mm -hmm. And this guy says the N word like three times to a black person. (laughs) Jesus. It's like, you should just get your shit rocked for that shit. Yeah. 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 Um, it's like, that's not art. That's just like hate speech. No. Yeah. That's terrible. Uh, I mean, they don't say it in that way, but they, they, uh, a black person says the N word and they repeat. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's just, it's just They're is trying to get away with it. Oh like, yeah. Being cheeky. They're trying to be cheeky about oh, it. Oh yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is the lowest fucking. Yeah. It's, it's annoying. It's that's a, like that thing where, I mean, somebody will say some fucked up shit to you just to see if you, they'll, if you'll just let them treat you however you want them yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to read a quote, the conservative, uh, you know, CPAC, mm-hmm. the conservative convention is going on right now. And it's like, it's more mainstream. I mean, like all of like the, the big conservative leaders talk at this, like Trump and Trump Jr. and all the other Trumps. Um, but here's a quote from a guy, Jack uh, Posebeck, who's a social media influencer who's got some, some, some Nazi stuff, some Nazi ties. He says, welcome to the end of democracy. We're here to overthrow it completely. And the room laughs at him, but he's serious. He continues. He goes, uh, we didn't get all the way there on January 6th, but we will endeavor to get rid of it and replace it with this right here. And he holds up a rosary, mm-hmm. basically just supporting Christian fascism. Yeah. Does that remind you of like the type of people you saw? Uh, there's definitely a lot of like tradcath, online tradcath type of people. Mm-hmm. It also does remind me... There's this weird thing with fascism where it's like they almost they they say this deliberately absurd stuff so you can't argue with it. Right. Which I also think is part of the reason fascism is so hard to define. 
Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, what do they think fascism is? We did an episode before where we were talking about Israel and Palestine. And then I found a definition based off a few of the articles that I was reading. Mm -hmm. But even then, like since then, I've forgotten what the specific definition is like. I think it's a purposefully, um, the, the definition's purposefully ambiguous. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think, uh. There's a there's a writer Umberto uh, Echo. He has a because it's such a complicated thing to define. He just put in like the the like the um the way like he just defined fascism by like numbers and shit, like a list of things that would make something fascist. Mm-hmm. And I was reading it and I was like, well, this is about this is basically exactly what these people believe. Like, uh, it, does it involve racism? Does it involve, like... I think, I think a lot of it involves, like, a a lot of uh, calling back to tradition and a lot of, uh, a lot of it making people feel superior or like they're a special person. Gotcha. And that they deserve yes. something. Yeah. That they're entitled to a certain thing, basically. I mean, I'm dumb as shit, so if you want to read a smart guy... Uh, your uh, read Echo Umberto Echoes Seven Things for Your Fascism or something, something okay. like that. Uh-huh. That's a smart guy saying okay. some shit. No, that's helpful. I'll read that. Yeah. Um. So, were you saying something? Sorry, I might have cut you. I off. just wanted to bring up the conservative national convention that's going on right now. Yeah, because it sounds like uh, what you went to is even further right, but it's like there are some of the same notes that they're hitting. Oh, yeah. It seems like that they are put trying to push uh, the Republican Party even further right than it was before. Yeah. And it feels like that they're trying to use like like art and like uh, and like hipness as a way to get young people under their cause. <laughs> okay. By being like, you're hip and you're edgy. See, I didn't understand that these are like industry kids who are just rebelling against... The environment that they grew up in. Yeah. Which is probably rich liberal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I didn't realize that either. Um, so, yeah, th- these aren't uh, poor people. These are rich oh, people. Oh, no, no. The poor people are like the fucking, uh, the fucking Aryan nation. That's the poor people. Those are the people <laughs> with no power, is the Aryan nation. Those- I actually respect the Aryan nation more than I respect the people I saw. Sure. I, I mean, I can see why. They're the people who might storm the Capitol. Yeah. And then the people that you went and saw debate are the ones who are like, yes, we've gotten them to storm the Capitol. Oh, yeah. They're the consigneri. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They, uh, I mean, that's the stuff that actually might be an issue in the future. Like, the fucking guys defending it. And also, I think what is even scarier than that is just sitting, when I was sitting in that room, I was just hit by this idea that like, oh, well, no one here cares about anything. And that's really what is going to cause the start of fascism is a bunch of people that don't care about anything. Right. It's not a room of people sharing ideas. Yeah. There are no ideas. It's the opposite of ideas. Yeah. It's like a purpose, an idea, an ideology they all know is kind of absurd, but they're all just like, yeah, keep going. Let's give you my money. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe nihilism, maybe something that's born from not really having any adversity in the first place. So the worst option let's just see how far we can push the worst option almost right. 
Um, I'm the last person who will be negatively impacted by yeah. the worst option. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's just so see let's, how much I can control it. Yeah. And yeah. Push it forward. Yeah. Um. So this debate, monarchy yeah. versus democracy. democracy. Yeah. Um. The person defending monarchy, this guy in the leather jacket, fifty yeah, year, 50 old, year old man, leather jacket, he, bowl a uh, bowl cut. Okay. <laughs> He, you just keep adding new funny things about yeah, this guy. Yeah. Um, he looks absurd. He yeah. looks like the biggest dork I've ever seen. Jewelry? In my are we talking about a necklace? Nope. Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. No jewelry. Okay. Mm-hmm. No rings. I don't believe so. No. Wow. Um, okay. He's uh, his wife is dead, uh, and he brought that up. No. Okay. I'm bringing that up right now on the podcast. <laughs> that'd be that'd be that'd be funny if that was the first thing he said. My wife is dead. <laughs> It's like, yeah, we know you're defending a monarchy. Yeah. yeah. A wife wouldn't let you get away yeah, with yeah. something. Take my wife so to stupid. the graveyard, please. Please. <laughs> she smells. <laughs> a key, yeah, okay. Um, and then so he's debating against... Uh, a white supremacist. Okay, he's also a white supremacist. He's not a white supremacist. He's debating against a white supremacist. But this other guy uh, is is Jewish. Okay. Uh, he did on his old blog used to link to white nationalist websites. Yeah. Uh, he really flirts with that stuff despite being Jewish. So he's in the culture. Mm-hmm. He's in the same culture. He's not like, it's not like they brought in a, a dude from a different, uh, walk of life to oh, be like, yeah. well, like we're going to skewer this guy. This is yeah. a debate between two people who seem to agree on pretty much everything. That's what they said. Yeah. Like, uh, the first guy talked about monarchy and, uh, he loved it, and then the second guy was like, I agree with basically everything you had to say. Well, those are my favorite debates, when two <laughs> people basically just say, I agree with that. Yeah. From my perspective, it seems like two guys who are discussing vaguely different ideologies of how to uphold white supremacy. Oh, yeah. But the overall goal is still how can we make white supremacy stronger? Oh, yeah. And, uh... I believe that the other the um the guy who wrote for white nationalist websites is what is an immigrant, which is interesting. You okay. know where he's from? No, no. Okay. okay. Um. So my question is like, if you could summarize, what are the points that he made for monarchy? Uh, it was kind of he was more talking shit on democracy as an ineffective system. Yeah, uh, he he said that he thinks that uh, the America America is basically run by the liberal institutions, uh, like academia and yeah. the media, and uh, he talked about how that needs to be overthrown. Um, he he he. It took him very. He was very rambly. He, like, was not a good speaker, and he was not—he had no stage presence. There was nothing to, like, gravitate towards, and so i drift off sometimes. Yeah. But— And he's got to be hot in that leather jacket. (laughs) I mean, I would be. I'm, like, on stage spitting, like— Oh, yeah, yeah. Looked like a complete fucking just Just psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Um, His wife's dead, and— and he blames democracy. It's yeah, yeah. Well, he's we, like, vo- we'll te- we did vote to kill his wife. Yeah, <laughs> it's a democracy. So, it's the liberal media did vote for that. <laughs> okay, so he's pretty rambly. He's not really making coherent points, but he's, he's mostly attacking the other the yes, democracy. Yeah, okay. yeah. And he is saying uh, that there they there needs to be a, dic- a basically a dictator okay. who is. And the country needs to be run like Silicon Valley. Okay. Well, I mean, this might be a dumb thing to say, but like, 
it is the it is kind of like America, love it or leave it. It's like there are places run by dictators. Why don't you move to a place where there is a dictator and you'd be happy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I get. I know the answer for why they wouldn't yeah. do that, but it's like you could live under a dictatorship if you really wanted to. Yeah. Another thing about this guy, he uh, he's mentioned that he has family that works in D.C. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they work at the Quiznos <laughs> <laughs> underneath by the Capitol building. <laughs> yeah. But do you actually think he might have, like, people in politics? I he think knows? he said that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm so, purposely not saying either of these people's names, because this is not the right-wing advertisement well, podcast. Yeah, and I don't think it. I don't think anybody who listens to this is You're not platforming anybody gonna, on this. We, yeah, we have yeah. a hard time platforming ourselves. <laughs> yeah. They, our listeners don't know our names. <laughs> Um, but I also think it, it, it goes back to the point that these guys are kind of losers who don't really even need to be known. Yeah, no, sure. I agree. I don't. I don't. Yeah, we don't need to say their, their names, names are not that relevant. And I mean, part of the reason they're probably involved in this is they just kind of want to hang out with like these cool twenty-three-year-olds and get them to suck their old wrinkly cocks. Yeah, they. That's a part of it. Yeah, they want yeah. a community of some sort. Mm-hmm. They want to be the worst uncle at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but they also want to have a community. This mm-hmm. guy. This guy sounds like he wants to be that guy in American history. X, the old guy that runs the neo-Nazi club, you know, and everybody, you guys seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I've seen it, but I don't remember what you're talking about. There's an old guy who runs this like neo-Nazi club basically that all the kids get into. And he's like the old cool guy that like influence, he's like the font, not Fonzie, but you know, so this guy wants to be like that. He wants to be. Yeah, I was, I was picking up a lot on the, this is Fonzie. Yeah, <laughs> well, I guess just maybe the maybe He wants the to leather. be a leader. He wants to be a thought leader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have, there's a lot of the people that are staffed with Trump that read him and they want to implement a lot of, he has this, uh, he wrote this big thing on how to abolish like all the systems that basically just comes to Trump makes it so uh, he gets elected every election just... <laughs> Um, no, just one more thing about the Fonzie. I mean, this guy hits the jukebox in a Hitler speech. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that's this guy. And then this uh, Jewish guy who's arguing democracy, also right wing. He's also in this community. What's, what's, what are the points that he's making to say like democracy is the best way for, Oh no, no. The Jewish guy was the one saying, uh, monarchy was the best way. He's the leather jacket guy. Yeah. He's the uh, leather jacket. The other guy guy is the, uh, the immigrant, who uh, was pro-democracy, he didn't really make any points. He, like, rambled around. He made he basically made zero points. Uh, the guy had nothing to say, one of the least charismatic people I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, just, they, he had, like, a kind of a... It's weird about these right-wing guys. They have these, like... They, they're very effeminate. Okay. Um, I remember uh, the guy that announced it... Uh, the guy that announced it, he brought these guys up, these intellectual titans and all this sorts of stuff. Yeah. And I just thought he was like, just like a gay guy that maybe like a Milo Yiannopoulos type of guy. Yeah. So I asked my roommate who it was and I found out that it was a guy who writes like Bukowski, like, um, Bukowski like stuff about like fucking women and like doing drugs. Just okay. all about how he loves to fuck women, all this sorts of stuff. And I just thought he was like a gay guy. What? So <laughs> he the, just like talked like a gay like a gay stereotype. He might be a he might be a closeted gay man. Yeah, this case. seems like something that might attract yeah. a deeply closeted oh, yeah. man who yeah. wants to prove <laughs> his, that he's straight, he's straight. so badly 
that he won't even uh, be liberal. Oh yeah, um, there's a guy who's also <laughs> kind like of involved. the gayest thing <laughs> to them. Yeah, freedom of speech, freedom of anything right. is gay. Yeah, yeah. People and being able to like uh, afford to live. That shit is gay. All that kind of stuff is gay. Right. It also gives them the the feeling that they're of some sort of high mindset that they've discovered this forbidden forbidden knowledge but in reality no one believes what you believe because it's stupid as shit yeah I, it doesn't even sound like they're pursuing beliefs they're pursuing a community they're that good, resents but they believe that their beliefs are something they, they they have some belief in their beliefs i think yeah they, but they're mostly interested i think in the fact that they think that they're hitting onto something about western civilization no one's picked up on and that the the problem is uh, a dictator uh, but going back to what I was saying about that guy being uh, about people in the thing being closeted, there's a there's a big thing of guys that are involved with that on Twitter posting pictures of like shirtless men who are like buff. Well, we've talked about Andrew Tate before. Yeah. And Andrew Tate's like a big right wing guy who's like very anti women. Yeah. But most of his videos, he's like got his shirt off. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there's something about this that's homoerotic. Yeah. There's something about this like hyper straight masculinity anti gay thing that's pretty gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the the thing is, you're kind of almost attracting closeted gay men who might be interested in your message. Not necessarily just young straight guys who are like, I want to know how to get pussy. Like it's like, oh no, this is like a tra- like I like seeing this guy with his shirt off. Yeah. And if he and if he's talking about having sex with women, then I can ignore the fact that I'm attracted to him or something the like that. The message is so anti-gay. Yeah. That you consume all of this super gay stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you feel like uh-huh. you're safe yes. from being gay. Has yes. looking into this stuff, which I guess you guys probably have haven't as much as I have uh, made you guys realize how good of a movie Fight Club is because that's like one of the <laughs> themes of Fight Club is that it's gay <laughs> that this is what they're doing is like gay as shit yeah <laughs> I didn't pick up that on that when I was in high school but then when I read the book and got into Chuck Palahniuk like and you realize he's gay and yeah. then you're like oh this this makes so much more sense now oh yeah, yeah. like all these shirtless men yeah like I I think what's his name Tyler or whatever will go in the bathroom and uh when he's like the other other guy is in the bath mm-hmm. and shit. Yes, yeah. And also uh oh another thing I was thinking today. A lot of these people that are into this all alt right shit, they think that they are Tyler uh Durden. But in actuality they're the schmucks who joined Fight Club. <laughs> They're the fucking loser, fucking office drone, yeah, fucking right. They're Edward Norton. No, they're not even. They're not even cool enough to be Edward Norton. No, because Edward Norton. They're meatloaf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lower than even Meatloaf, dude. Meatloaf's pretty cool. At least Meatloaf died. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Um. So okay, so this debate was useless. Oh yeah, it was uh, the only thing that well, I, I I felt like I got something out of just witnessing it. And knowing that this thing exists and it's not an abstract and that these people that are at this debate, I mean, they they just kind of look like my friends, you know? Okay. But and they have this secret. They have yeah. a secret inside of them. It is it is like a very um very boring form of evil. Sure. It's like an evil that is like so casual and stupid. That it's like you almost don't even pick up on it, but it's there and it's present in the room. Right. Here's, here's my problem with the 
anti-intellectual aspect of it because that's a talking point that conservatives, especially like hip conservatives have had for a while. We're like, I'm counterculture because I know our academic institutions are poisoning our minds with propaganda. Mm -hmm. The problem with anti-intellectualism is like your arguments against it are not founded in reading or in actually learning new things. So like when you're against academia, you're against learning new things all the time. So your arguments can't be as good. Yeah. Yes. You can argue that like our academic institutions have a certain political like leaning or whatever like that, but you can't combat it by being like, well, all of it's stupid. Yeah. Because then you just look like the stupid person and you have no points to make. You anymore. are the stupid person. You haven't, it, it would be like if, uh, I was playing basketball and you were like, you're playing basketball wrong. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe, but you've never played basketball. So if we were to play basketball against each other, mm -hmm. you, you would lose mm -hmm. because I've well, been trying and you, well, you like, resent the concept of trying. Yes. I resent the concept of trying <laughs> and maybe my rules are better actually. And it's like, well, now yeah. you're not playing basketball anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's actually just more call a foul. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like playing basketball and then you, you lose it and then you're just like, it's because of the liberals. Yeah. yeah it's because yeah. these motherfucking liberal yeah. institutions um, making basketball hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the, all the affirmative action in basketball. You know you what think I, I haven't noticed who's playing, who's, who's professional athletes. You yeah. know, in the sixties, they outlawed the dunk. Because yeah. only black guys could do it. Exactly, yeah. You're, it's like being like, you know what sucks about basketball? The hoop is too high. <laughs> we got to lower that thing, get it closer to the white guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my that's my my main point about... It, it's, it's such an attractive thing for young people too, especially out of college, because you go through college and then you're like learning all these things. And you don't really learn that much anyway mm -hmm. because you're doing other shit and also just reading textbooks and stuff and going to lectures doesn't really make you that smart but then it's very attractive after you get out of college and to be like no nah, i actually found this new thing that's actually smarter than college it's really easy it's super because easy it's like yeah. hey what if all of this is bullshit yeah it's it's like that would be very convenient for me the guy who didn't want to read books or whatever it's incredibly convenient it would be incredibly convenient if these uh alt-right people were right it's um when I, when I like try working out sometimes I'm just like, man, I hate this. This sucks. Yeah. And it's like, this I love to, I love to walk around thinking, man, exercise sucks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I came up with this idea that exercise is uh, liberal. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I'm it's woke, <laughs> the thing that I don't like, or the thing that I'm not good at yet is, is just stupid in the first place, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's how these people feel about everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I see a lot of uh, conservative leaning people feel that way about stand up where it's like they're bad at stand up because everyone's bad at stand up when they start. Yeah. And they're hard. like, well, I'm actually too smart for stand up mm -hmm. or actually I'm like too offensive and edgy. I'm too edgy. They they don't like uh, I can't I, you know why I can't connect with people because of people. And it's yeah. like, oh, no, you don't want to look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. You know, like maybe you're bad at communicating your ideas or something, but they, nobody ever wants to look at it that way. That's why these kids or these people are so out of touch is they ref they refuse because they refuse to conform. Yeah. To the world. The conforming to the world isn't necessarily a bad thing. It shows that you have empathy and you're like, okay, I see how somebody else thinks about things. Maybe I can have my own idea and then kind of add to that, you know, versus the way they think is like, well, everybody's wrong. The way we think is right. And we're just really smart. That's why people can't see things the way that we see it. Uh, I, another thing I want to talk about going back to that point, 
is there's a lot of people uh, that write literature. Talking, I'm talking about that guy who was talking uh, about who writes Bukowski tripe stuff. Mm-hmm. It's basically just like hookup stories, but then there's like always this like uh, the, the, the philosophy behind it is uh, relationships is impossible to get in a relationship these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Connecting wants- with another human is impossible and bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the guy never kind of looks inward and been like, well, maybe I'm just like a bad guy. Right. Yeah. Maybe I just suck. And this guy, this guy always talks about like going to foreign countries and fucking the hookers there. Mm-hmm. And it's like you, you think you should have a wife, the man who rapes slaves? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you don't want to. They don't. It is. It is very connected to like. Uh, re, that's why all the like red pill culture and like uh, even not, even stuff that's not red pill men's rights activists like dating culture in general. Like women do it too. It's like anybody who's having a hard time with it and everybody's been there is like, yeah. well, because it's hard and other people are the problem and they can't put up with my shit. Cause I'm actually cool and smart. And it's like the moment you relent that and you realize like, Oh, I need to change some things about myself. Mm-hmm. Then things start getting better for you. And it's like, yeah, that's applicable to everything in life, you know? Um, but you, pe- these people refuse to entertaining the concept that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong, yeah. I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm just saying maybe. There's yeah. a chance yes. yeah. <laughs> that I could be wrong yeah. about something. Yeah. yeah. Maybe women don't want to date me because I suck. Mm-hmm. Possible. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it's the liberal institutions <laughs> mm-hmm. that have maybe. destroyed the nuclear yeah, family. Yeah, it's college, the easiest place to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I can't get laid. <laughs> Oh man! All right, cool. Uh, I, I've I've uh, filled my it's, curiosity on this, but if there's anything else uh, that we haven't explored, I'm down to see. talk about it. Yeah. Do you have any takeaways? Do you feel like you learned any? Obviously, you didn't learn anything from the debate itself. Absolutely not. And it seems like this debate I, was I, more of just a convention, a gathering of yeah, these people. It's just. A I guess it's 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 uh it's eye opening who the enemy is, and it's people that don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. That's really who it is that's going to destroy Western civilization is just people who could not give a single fuck about anything because they were born rich. So that's my question is like, do these people, because you said it a couple of times, like, can these people like change the country? Do they have influence? I mean, being rich Uh, is helpful. You can fund things, but if they don't give a shit about anything, it's like, would they donate to like a politician? Would they like, I think, I I mean, I think giving... I think the uh, giving the people they're giving attention to. Yeah, I think that some of the people they're giving attention to would use. Because I also know that some of the the thinkers on that in that world, uh, uh, like are like are friends with like people that are staffed who staff for Trump, and that they read all these people's stuff and want to implement their ideas. And I feel like giving people that sort of attention is like might cause an issue yeah okay but at the end of the day these are ineffectual losers um i flip-flop on it my roommate thinks that there might be a civil war Mm -hmm. and he's he's if if you're that close to this group of people and they're probably like eager and giddy about the concept of a civil war yeah I could see how you could be convinced that a civil war is coming. Yeah, but also he he's the type of guy that got manipulated into even working with these people. So it's like, how right. can you... <laughs> for very little money. <laughs> yeah, for not that much money, really. <laughs> a, man, a man that could just do something else. Uh-huh. Um, 
Well, we're not here to put your roommate on blast. I feel like we've... we've <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not here to do that either. Listen, without your roommate, we wouldn't even have an episode right now. That's a good oh, point. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's he, he He's is, made a big contribution to the pod. We'd have nothing yeah, to discuss. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, in a way, is is contributing to leftism right now. Yes. A- and so, he helps, uh, that's the most he's ever contributed to leftism. <laughs> and he helps pay your rent. So that's he like... He does, uh, yeah. He's supporting a, a he's leftist. He's a very nice guy. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. He's fun to talk to. Uh, great. You know, he's not, he's not a bad guy, you know, he's just a, he just got caught up. He got mixed a, up in a, the wrong a, a sucker. He's just a sucker. Uh-huh. That's it. <laughs> Much like a lot of these people. Oh, they're all suckers. They're all suckers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I do. I do want to make, Oh, another thing. Uh, the event was put on by, uh, a man who got me too'd. Actually. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, used to own, or he used to like work at one of the major, uh, theaters, film, movie theaters out here, which is a big, big deal. And then uh, the whole the theater got shut down because the sexual harassment complaints against the whole fucking the whole everyone that worked there were so intense that they were like, "Well, we got to." Damn, he, he was. Everyone complained against him, or like he created a culture that he was created like, a culture. Okay, um, got it. I think that he. I was reading about it today. It's what he did is bad. It's not the worst. But like it, um, there was another guy involved that was like an act, an active rapist, and that culture did foster community in which that could happen. Okay. So, yeah, it's so evil that's man. the person putting on this. That's thing. the guy putting it on. Is yeah. a is a man who was me tooed. Okay. And then uh, good to know. A, a, man f- who's a famous been, a, podcaster who was left wing and now is right wing. Yes. Oh really? So that the That's Red like Scare Gavin, Gavin, whatever, who started Vice. No, right? no, we we're talking about uh, the Red Scare girl. But oh, yes, you're no, right. But I'm though. just giving another example. Like that yes. guy was super. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I wonder what are, what are either of your philosophies on starting out in one camp and then evolving to the other camp? Oh, are we trying to do that? I don't think we're going to get there at perfect politics, but I just, what if we did, what if like episode 200, we're like we're super like, right wing. Yeah. It'd be crazy. And they changed the name to imperfect politics because <laughs> we're the edgy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start a podcast called imperfect politics. Oh good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be competing. To, I'm just going to say the opposite of everything you guys think. This is great for us. Yeah. If that we, would be yeah. Good for we us. have no attention on our podcast. Any extra. No, exactly. If somebody makes a rival podcast of us, it'd like be yeah. it'd be huge. Yeah. I'm going to start a rivalry with we'll, a a podcaster in New York soon. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. We'll all be in a network together and the entire, every podcast is a rival against yeah, another totally. It's kind of like the guy, there's like a MAGA guy who sold a ton of Trump merch, but he <laughs> yeah. also sold Biden merch. I think about that all the time. It's a genius. I think about that all the time. We really should yeah. have a, but another podcast. But that's my answer to your question is like, I think all these people are in the same world. Like yeah. I lived in Portland for a while or like I lived in uh, Vancouver, which is like a suburb of Portland, but I did comedy there like every night mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i would hang out there all the time so i was around a lot of people that were super like progressive and left wing a lot of people that would like do antifa protests and stuff like that and then they would protest against the proud boys because there's a lot of like white yeah. nationalists so there's a lot of racists in uh, the northwest as well mm-hmm. all these people are white like there's going to be more people of color in the antifa group for sure yeah, yeah. then and i support those guys people politically more than i 
and I don't support the the white supremacists. But at the same time, like if you look at it from the outside perspective, it's white people fighting white people. Yeah. yeah. They're all at the protest and you're like, what are you guys doing? And it's like, well, they're showing up. So we're going to show up. And then the cops are in the middle. They're not protesting the police. They're protesting each no. other. It's like uh, going to the rival high school. Yeah. They dude. need each other. Yes. They're ex- like Batman and Joker. They need yeah. each other. Exactly. Without one, but one the of other their, one doesn't of their mascots is the swastika. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to kind of support the 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 one that's not the swastika side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We kid we kidnapped the rival team's Hitler statue. <laughs> <laughs> we spray painted it. <laughs> we spray painted Go Hawks on the Hitler statue. <laughs> Go Jews on the Hitler statue. <laughs> um, no, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. I feel like a lot of this stuff with politics is like everybody's in bed with each other. It's much like celebrities, like when there's celebrity feuds or like mm-hmm. rapper beefs or whatever. Everybody, it's like everybody, it's media. Everybody's just feeding into. What if Eminem feuded with the Proud Boys? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he has in a way. Like Probably. I think he's. I think he's had some like feuds with the white supremacists. Yeah. And he had that whole Trump rap. Remember? Oh, <clears throat> anti-Trump rap. Well, Vivek uh, used to rap Eminem. Yeah. And Eminem sent him a cease and desist. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. So you know, there's the Vivix of the world and there's the Eminem. You got to choose which one you're gonna be. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm Slim Shady. <laughs> I'm twisted. I'm the real Slim Shady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I have guys go onto my rap and be like, Slim, you got to cut it out. It's too filthy. What you're saying, it's too edgy and offensive. <laughs> and Slim's like, Fuck no, fuck no, spaghetti. I, yeah, yeah. F- fuck no. I I hate my grandmother. <laughs> and they're like, Sir, that's too twisted. <laughs> yeah. Homework is for uh, the Challenger explosion. <laughs> I wish there was homework on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. If nine eleven happened at a homework factory, I'd be like, "What's up?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you for doing the podcast. Yeah, thanks thanks for coming you. on. This was thanks fun. Me. Yeah, yeah, and enlightening. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh huh. Yeah. And if you want to listen to Shane, you can listen to his podcast that might come out soon. Yeah, maybe Dagnabbit Boys. You can also follow him on Instagram at Shane Bianchi Comedy One Eight Seven. And there was one other thing that we were gonna you were plugging. You want to plug your open oh, mic? Oh, oh yeah, I have yeah. a so I have an open mic at Mexican Village on Tuesdays at mm-hmm. seven thirty. Yeah. If anyone's interested in trying comedy or or doing, I mean, realistically, I mean, if you don't. Uh, Eno Vino shut down, so I mean, there's no reason not just go to my open mic on That's Tuesdays. Yeah, uh, if, if you're an LA open micer and you want to go to a good mic, go to Shane's mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just follow me at Shane Bianchi Comedy One Eight Seven. You know it's a cool account because it's the murder number. Uh, it's the LA murder number because I'm officially LA dude. <laughs> you, you used to have a Nashville murder number. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a little lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like twenty seven. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I wonder how they give those things the numbers. Where it's like they're like 186. Don't steal. Oh, f- I forgot about murder. No, damn. 187. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's like one of the most important ones you can't do. Yeah, not supposed to murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. See ya. See ya. Peace. 